Denny Ute Master is happening over the October long weekend. And Jamie, I just want you to hold up your fingers and toes. I'll hold up my fingers and toes. And if we count them all, that is how many golden guitars our next guest has got. Troy Casadaly, who has topped it out at 40 now, are taking the all-time lead. Hello. Well, g'day, Liam, Jamie. And that, that actually is funny, counting fingers and toes. I've never thought of it that way. And it always feels like a little bit of a surprise. But getting the, the last three that I got for this record... And surpassing um, Slim Dusty was something I never, ever wanted to do. Um, I felt like I was going to be Tubby Taylor and actually declare before I got to the Don's record, you know, and I, I, that was my plan for a while. So I laid low for about two or three years on the on the album front while Lee Kernigan was doing his thing. <laughs> and I thought I'd let him be the bloke, you know, but I, I missed me, me chance and, and suddenly I was the fella. So I have to take it. Um, I, I honestly was really super proud, I can tell you that. How does it feel? Like, obviously, people who you have absolutely idolised over the years, um, how does it feel now that you're at the top of that pantheon, I guess? Look, it really is. It, it sits a little awkward with me. If I hadn't have been in touch with Slim Dusty's widow, it probably would have sat a lot worse. But she actually allayed my fears, which was fantastic. And what she said was, look, if our music wasn't growing, uh, these records wouldn't be broken, Troy. And she said, if anyone was going to do it, she said, I want you to know that the Dusty family are in your corner and barricading for you. And that was that were the words she said to me before, uh, the two days before the awards came along, because a friend of mine rang me and he said, look, you know, if you win three golden guitars, you're going to surpass Slim Dusty uh, out there at Tamworth this, this week coming. And I'm glad he rang me and gave me the heads up because I got straight on the phone to Joy McKean and got the, got the go-ahead, mate. <laughs> wow. Yeah, gee, that must have given you a good feeling down in the belly to get the, the, the go-ahead from the Dusty family. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I've been friends and I've loved them for years and years and years, and we've, we've always been really, really close. Slim and I were good mates. And, you know, to, to, just to reassure yourself that you, you're feeling these things because of pride and because of humility. And Joy said, it's your humbleness that's getting in the way, Troy. <laughs> and that's what she said. And I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, don't be so humble. She said, you've got to accept these things when they come your way. And um, like she said, we're in your corner and we're really proud of you. Mate, you've been very busy over the last, uh, last 12, 18 months or so. And this album that you've done with Ian Moss that got you the golden guitars, it's just incredible. And like, great to see you on stage down at Denny with Mossy. What's it like working with uh, someone like that who himself has had such a storied career? Well, look, Ian and I have been friends for about maybe 18 years and we've never done much work together other than maybe play on the same stage, you know, at different festivals and stuff. But we always found ourselves yarning backstage. And so Ian sort of came up, Chisel finished their show at Tamworth in uh, 2020, just before COVID hit. And Ian said, uh, what, what sort of gigs have you been doing this year? He said, what do you got coming up? I said, I've got a lot of one-out solo shows. I said, to be honest, I'm a little bit over being by myself on stage. I'd love to have someone else to bounce off, you know. And he said, it's exactly how I feel. He said, why don't we do a weekend of gigs and see what it's like just for fun? And that's, that's where the idea for this Together Alone tour started. And we had about 10 shows booked. Uh, we we're about to do those. COVID buggered that. Uh, then we had another 15 shows booked and re- rebooked the same ones. And then COVID uh, Mark II came along. <laughs> and by the time we were going to go on the road, we rehearsed the show for the third time. We had 36 shows to do. Wow. And we've since done 32, so there's only four shows to go. And, and he's the reason I picked up a Stratocaster, by the way. I, I was such a fan. I got in underage, watched him play at the South Grafton Ex-Servicemen's Club. I vomited by about the time that they got to goodbye. 
um, and goodbye, Astrid. And <laughs> I shouldn't have been drinking. Sorry. <laughs> Word to the wise, don't drink when you're 17. You're not even in uh, drinking condition or, or of the age you should be drinking. And um, it, I saw the whole set. It blew my mind. I saw him playing a Stratocaster, and that was the reason I went home and I started saving money for a Strat. And um, this Danny Ute Muster is going to be the first time I've played with electric guitars on stage with Ian. So I have to say I'm a little excited. It's going to be a little bit loud. And for anyone that's been to any of the shows we've done, like, you know, for this Together Alone tour, please don't come along expecting me to do the same as that. Yeah, well, I mean, on that, what's a little preview, I guess, of what people can expect to see at Denny? Well, it's only a short, sharp set. I think we're on for about 60, 65 minutes. Uh, It's going to be a sprinkling of of career songs of ours. And, you know, every night that I've been playing things like, you know, Tucker's Daughter and Telephone Booth, I've been doing it on acoustic guitar, which is great. But can you imagine playing rhythm for Ian now and he's playing all the lead parts uh, like he did on the record? Now, I'm... I'm absolutely thrilled. And, the, and the, the young kid that vomited before uh, Goodbye Astrid came on is, is actually starting to reemerge now. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm starting to think this is going to be a hell of an experience. The whole year has been. We, we've been great mates for a long time. But we've grown really closer. We've written a couple of songs together. And a little bit of a scoop too, we, um, we actually have a song we've written together for his new record next year that we're going to uh, debut at, um, at Denny as well called mm. Nullable Plain. And this thing is like, it's, it's like a 308 bloody Holden motor flat to the floor. It's so high octane, this song. Ian's great at that stuff. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Got some pretty good pedigree for that stuff as well, just yeah. quietly. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. And, and, and the power of the song. And he said to me, he said, this song we wrote called Nullable Plane, he said, I'm really loving it. He said, but do you mind if I record it on the new record? And recorded like you know almost twice as fast as what we did the demo. And I went, "Mate, you do what you want. <laughs> it's up to you." I mean, you know, when you got Ian Moss asking if he can record a song, I said, "Mate, is there a mustache in Mexico? Of course you can record the song." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, very quickly as well, you've got some new live music out as well. The fifty songs in fifty towns, including a little re- version of you doing "Lights on the Hill" in Wagga at the Civic Theatre here. Yeah. Look, I mean, I. I, the only reason this album came into fruition really was the fact that we had COVID come along and I had all these recordings and my daughter's uh, on there as well. She was on a gap year with me and I dragged her around the countryside and said, come on, get out and let's see this country we live in, you know. You're going to sit around in Brisbane thinking that's your whole world. It's not, you know. So we, uh, we went through some incredible towns. I made her get up early every morning and walk around every town, Wagga included. And Lights on the Hill was a special uh, inclusion on that night for me because... Um, I remember hearing live at Wagga Wagga with Slim Dusty and Joy McKean. And, mate, when you hear their live album that they recorded there in that town, it's super special. So that's why I did Lights on the Hill there. And 50 songs, you want, a, you want an album to, to take you on a bit of a journey, even if you're not even driving a car. Now, these acoustic songs were ones we dug out because we'd recorded every show in 2019. And it started out as 20 songs. And it ended up, I said to Sony, it's going to have to be 50 because there's too many good towns to miss out on this. Mm. It's such a brilliant, but such a simple idea for an album as well. Yeah, well, it started, like I say, as, as 20, but I, I started listening to all the recordings and there were way too many different versions of songs that I hadn't recorded live before that needed to be included. And we had some seriously great fun showing my daughter. Uh, I was like a tour guide. I said to her, if you don't like it after you've been away for this 12 months, give it up. And when she got back, she said, Dad, I think music is my thing. Mm. I don't think I need to go to university. I think I've, she said, I feel like I've just been. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good life experience there. Um, what's it like uh, seeing her coming through the ranks and seeing her doing her thing as well? As like, it's got to make you proud and to see that next generation. Lee and Jamie, I don't know whether you're dads. We are. But mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, it doesn't get much better yeah. to watch your kids sing or do something that they love and uh, be walking forward and, and being successful at what they're doing. I went to her showcase gig at, in Brisbane last night called Big Sound, and the room was full of people who were there to see her. And I, I sort of felt like I was the only person sitting around singing all these lyrics, but then I looked around and the rest of the kids were there doing the same. So the, the pride factor is huge. Um, I'm, I'm, all I do is I don't really encourage her too much in regards to music. She does her own thing. But I have to say, watching her blossom as a piano player, she's riding a Don Walker's piano playing, which I love. Mm-hmm. So she'll, she'll pull up things like the front of Cheap Wine and she'll work on that first lick on the piano <laughs> on yeah. Cheap Wine, you know, or yeah. she'll work on something from Breakfast of Sweethearts. And, and she said, Dad, I think Chisel were a reggae band too, you know. <laughs> and I said, really? She said, well, listen to, listen to this song, you know, and, and listen to Breakfast at Sweetheart. And I went, yeah, you're right. Now, I didn't know they were reggae or like they had those feels, but Don wrote in every feel. He didn't just write in, in Meat and Potatoes. So watching your kid even pick stuff like that up from one of your favourite bands is awesome. But I have to say, I'm super proud as a dad. And um, if you see your children, you know, doing what they love, I think your job is done. Oh, 100%. Definitely. 100%. Troy Casadale, absolute pleasure to catch up with you today. And, of course, you are going to be on stage at the Denny Ute Muster. This is going to be massive across the 30th of September, 1st of October. I reckon they're going to get around about 20,000 people down there with Brad Paisley as the headliner. And you and Ian Moss on stage going electric and tearing a new one. Troy Casadale, thanks so much for your time. Oh, boys, it's been fantastic. And like I say, um, this is going to be a huge experience for me as a bloke that's loved Ian's music for a long, long time. Taking it from uh, the acoustic thing to the electric realm is something that's going to be... And it's, it's the first time it's happened at Denny, so it's a real exclusive for all of us. And I'm going to be really proud to hit the stage and, um, and light the place up for that one hour. Dennyutemaster.com.au, where you can go to grab your tickets.